Hi, everybody. I'm Kevin Vibert. And I'm Sophie Takagi Kaner. Wow, you came out of nowhere. <laughs> definitely wasn't sitting right here next to you. Right, yeah, definitely not right here next to me. But we have uh, some announcements real quick before we get into this long awaited episode. <laughs> yes. Well, first of all, I just wanted to make sure that everyone's doing okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can't do anything about it, but I hope that you're doing okay. Everything is tough. Everything's really hard. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we hope you're pulling through. We hope what we do can help out even in a tiny, tiny way. Right? Yeah. And we appreciate you listening. So that being said, the next episode is going to come out in two weeks as we normally do. But after that, I can't guarantee it. Yeah. It, recording and the whole production process takes a lot longer right now and uh and also it's just kind of harder to do under the circumstances it is yeah the whole the whole the whole rest of life got hard it turns out (laughs) yes so don't worry the show is still happening the production process is still moving the show is still chugging along it just might be a little bit slower or a little bit less regular than usual but we'll try to keep you updated and the episodes will keep happening so don't worry about that we are not going anywhere no you're stuck with us Get used to it. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy the episode and we'll see you next time. Ah, uh, good evening, traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Tonight's tale is Juno Steel and the Mega Ultrabots of Cyber Justice. Survivor's Log, Day 3. Life continues on this desert island planet. My food supplies are low. I've only managed to save 120 bags of my salmon cream cookies from the crash site of our ship. And at my current rate, I will finish those within four days. But I cannot slow down. Will not slow down. Survival ain't worth nothing if I lose my humanity in the process. I've searched the beach high and low for my missing crewmates to no avail. I fear the worst. Rita. Um, uh, the water around this island is filled with, uh, turbo shocks. And they have... Three tails, which make them swim faster. Rita, you in here? I found a bloody shoe on the shore. No, a bloody foot. And uh, my spaceship's all in pieces. And all I have to repair it is uh, coconuts. My situation would be hopeless if I weren't so gosh darn smart and plucky. My name is Rita. Rita, damn it, can't you hear me? Mm, what, Mr. Steele? What, what, what? I'm busy. Well, get unbusy. Everyone's waiting on you. Buddy's been trying to start the family meeting for 20 minutes now. Oh. I'm coming. What the hell were you doing over there? It's a surprise, Mr. Steele. I'll show you when it's done. Shouldn't you be helping repair the ship? Oh, I already did my part on the first day, but I can pick up All right, Rita. Let's stop this thing from the beginning. Maybe we'll try telling the truth this time. I guess. The call blank is still all busted up from when we crashed on this planet three days ago. Luckily, we hit the ocean near a deserted island, and everyone's fine, even though that's not as exciting a story. We got food and water, and there ain't even any turbo shocks of bloody feet. Who knew that life on a planet in the middle of nowhere would be so boring? But the captain says we gotta keep ourselves together. Because we might not have flesh-eating sea monsters or starvation, but we do got one thing. 
each other. This. We must remember that. We still don't know who sent that drone after us. We don't know if they are still after us now. But we know that we have food and air and shelter, and I know that we will escape here and finish our search for the book and the Cure Mother Prime. You may not see it my way just yet, but you will. I can be very persuasive. We'll meet for our next family meeting at sunrise tomorrow. Good luck, everyone. And help each other however you can. Help each other. And that's exactly what I did by myself in the middle of the island that night. One day, everyone's going to know what a good job I did. One day, I'm going to hand some big stream exec this journal, and she's going to make an amazing movie out of it, and she'll find someone unbelievably beautiful to play the heroine who saved the day. Someone like... me. But, um, that's going to have to wait a while, because the captain didn't sound super excited at the next family meeting. The hell was all that noise last night? Sounded like something huge. A rocket touching down. I do not think anything has landed with us. A fire broke out in the central forest of this island, but I could not find a site of impact at the fire's origin. Unless whatever landed moved soon after. That's enough theorizing, I think. We have enough uncertainty to go around already. It's imperative we stay anchored in facts, darlings. If you imagine all that could go wrong, all you've done is drag yourself through a thousand disasters. And even in the worst-case scenario, you will only need to live through one. So, the facts. Ransom, tell them what you told me. I... well, I was having difficulty sleeping last night. Between the stiffness in my leg and the itching under this cast. It doesn't matter. I propped myself outside at around two in the morning when I heard a blast from the central forest. And then... something came out of it. Great, more fake aliens, cool. I think it may have been the same fake alien, Juno. Ransom? Right. It did not run out of the forest. It lifted off. A rocket of some kind, leaving this island and heading into space. Somewhere. The same fake alien? The hell does that... Oh. That drone that attacked the ship is missing, isn't it? I'm afraid it is. And because I checked on it before bed last night, it's fair to say that at some point in the last ten hours, it's flown the coop, the farm, and the entire planet the farm rests upon. That is not possible. Vespa disabled it, and the ship's crash damaged it beyond repair. It could not have moved on its own. And yet it appears to have done so. Unless one of you decided to take it for a joyride last evening. I didn't think so. Regardless, our best chance out of this remains to repair the carte blanche and leave this planet as quickly as possible. We will also begin rotating guard duty through each night. If anyone sees anything, well... We'll deal with it then, I suppose. So, the captain might have been a little mad at me if I had said anything just then, but that's okay, because it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission, and it's easiest never to ask at all. My plan only had one problem, if you don't count all the other problems it had. If I was going to help everyone else, I needed two people to help me help them. And let me tell you, they needed a lot of help. I wanted to see. I have this itty-bitty super-tiny catastrophe I need some help with, so if you could just- Hello, Rita. I'm glad you are here. I need someone to confirm that I am not hallucinating. That would be... inconvenient. Uh, okay, Mr. Jet. But then will you help? Because I got a super this fun- This part here, beneath the Ruby Seven's hood. What does this look like to you? Uh, I don't know very much about cause, Mr. Jet. Then I will tell you. 
This appears to be. But it looks to, to me like the engine out of a classic F-Series supercharger, probably the Starlink of the Mach 6, with the optional hookups for nitrous blasters and a closed gravity brake wall, which is interesting because those were only legal in F-Racing for three months before that guy's brain ended up in his feet and they had to ban him. Why, yes. That is exactly what it looks like. I watched a few episodes of a car show once. Then I watched a few more, and a few more, and then it was three days later and I was real sleepy. Indeed. Well, I have known that the Ruby 7 possessed this part since I first stole it. But there are two strange things about it. First, the F-Series supercharger this comes from was decommissioned almost a century ago, and was not capable of speeds anywhere near what the Ruby can achieve. And what's the other strange thing? That I only discovered today. When I opened the engine for internal repairs for the first time... <clears throat> wow! What is that? I do not know. But it is not an engine. The other parts I've opened up are similar. I cannot see where the fuel siphons to after the fuel tank. It appears to just vanish. Internally, the carburetor is most like an engine, but even that... I do not know what this means. I've never allowed the Ruby 7 to endure damage this severe, and so I've never needed to inspect it in this way. But now that I am, I do not know how to repair it. Is the Ruby 7 going to be okay, Mr. Jet? I do not know but I will not let it go easily. Rita, do you recall anything about our crash landing on this planet? Were you conscious for any part of it? Not really. I remember that shape change you bought that looked like Mr. Ransom sneaking up on me in the kitchen, and I remember the snack I was making, but that's it. Oh, actually, maybe... Maybe what? I feel like... I remember hitting the ocean. Yeah, the water was warm and stingy, and I couldn't move. And then someone... Grabbed you and pulled you to shore. Is that right? So it was you! I thought you were the one that saved me, Mr. Jet. I was sure- It was not me, Rita. I have the same memory, as does everyone else I've spoken to. And the Ruby 7 was chained to the ground when the carte blanche crashed. But when I awoke, it was on shore. With us. Shared hallucinations and rocket launches in the middle of the night. Something strange is occurring on this island, Rita. Be careful. Uh, okay, Mr. Jet. I will. So I thought maybe I'd ask Miss Vespa if she could help me. I needed someone sneaky after all, and she was the only one who'd outsmarted the nasty bot that got us into this mess. But, uh, Miss Vespa wasn't doing so great either. I'm not giving up because the ship crashed. I'm not even giving up because of that thing that looked like you. I just, I, I already decided this before I ever saw it. Sorry, but this is the end of the line for me. I'm useless. That's just how it is. Useless? Vespa, you saved us from that doppelganger. I didn't. I saved me. Then the ship crashed and everything after that was just dumb luck. You don't get a break like that twice, buddy. I'll help you find a new doctor, a new killer, or both. But I love you too much to drag you down with me. Vespa, darling. Bye, bud. I have some repairs to make. What the hell? Uh-oh. What are you looking at? <gasps> I hope you enjoyed the radio show, Rita. Because if I catch you trying to listen in on me again, I'm twisting your head straight off your neck, you got me? Uh-huh. Buddy, the hacker's looking for something to do. So, um, Miss Vespa wasn't going to work out either. So everyone was too busy being sad to help Rita save the day. While that was kind of a problem, because I needed two people to help me help them. 
but I only had one person left who could do it. Yes, yes, you can let yourself in. Mr. Ransom, is it safe to come in? Oh, Rita. Hello, I thought you would be... But of course it's safe. We've been living on the carte blanche together for months now. Surely you aren't still worried I'll attack you? Not really, it's more like... Though you wouldn't be the only one. Even with that transforming drone destroyed, Vespa still acts like I'm a threat. And Jet, well, I never know what Jet is thinking. No, Mr. Ransom, I don't think you're going to attack me. I'm just worried you're going to stop playing your depressing instrument again. (laughs) Oh, my mood's that clear, is it? Well, there's not much else I can do on this broken leg, but I'll keep my depressing instrument in its case for now. How can I help you? You can help me help everyone. You are aware that I can't even stand, yes? With my master plan, Mr. Ransom, nobody has to stand up. I always make sure of that, because standing is terrible. Now, listen up. So I explained my genius plan to him. And I was a little scared, sure, because I didn't know much about Mr. Ransom, or at least I wasn't supposed to know much about him. But in the end, he was just the man for the job. The book? No. You really think you can steal it from here? I think we can, Mr. Ransom. And then everyone can stop worrying so much about everything. It's the perfect plan. It is certainly compelling. What did the captain say about this plan? Ooh, Rita, but that sure was an amazing job you did getting the book. And now it's ice cream for everyone, darling. But you haven't stolen the book yet, yes? Nope, but that's what she will say when we're done. And until then, she's going to say nothing, because we ain't going to tell her. It'll be a surprise. Leaving out our chief strategist on one of our most important heists... Not certain that's wise. That's because it ain't wise. It's smart. Think about it. Based on how fast the repairs to the scarf bunch are going, we're going to miss the window for the captain's plan to get the book anyway. Then she's going to have to come up with another one, maybe while we're being chased by more shape-changey bots, and the captain's real tough, but I don't think anyone could handle that kind of pressure. We're doing her a favor. Hmm. Yes, but... And besides, Mr. Ransom, what else are we going to do? You're stuck in your bed, and they won't give me any tools to help because I don't know how to use them, so what are we supposed to do? Just sit around? These are valid points. And if I just keep waiting here for Vespa to repair the medical ward, I'll lose my mind well before I regain my leg. Well then, I accept. Yay! Yes, yes, yes! Thank you, Mr. Ransom, thank you! Now all we gotta do is wait for one more person to help out, too. Maybe I'll try to talk to Mr. Jet again, or maybe if you talk to Miss Vespa, she won't tie your throat shut. Or maybe... One more person to help with what? Well, there he is now, the lady of the hour. It seems we found exactly what you were looking for, Rita. Ah, Mr. Ransom, you know I love Mr. Steele, and it makes me very happy that you love him, too. And the fact that you kiss and stuff is just oh so nice for my heart, but I really don't think this is... Looking for me? Why? It seems your former secretary has come up with a plan to assist in our current predicament. Not in escaping this planet, necessarily, but in obtaining the last piece we need before the Cure Mother Prize. Mr. Ransom, I really don't think this is a good idea! The book? Rita, you, you figured it out? Um, maybe? Maybe? Where's your confidence gone, Rita? What you described to me sounds like an excellent plan for a heist. All opportunity and no danger to ourselves. We'd be fools not to try it. That sounds great. How do we get started? Well, uh, first we gotta... Go to my computer... We... What? We gotta go to my computer cave, because we have to use my computers. I put them in a cave on the island so nobody would see, because this is gonna get very complicated with, um, computers. You sure you ain't busy, Mr. Steele? Of course I'm not busy. You said you needed three people, right? And I'm not busy. I can do this, obviously. So, 
Whatever, just show us your stupid computers already. Okay, Mr. Steele, if you say so. Okay, so, Rita's master plan number one, get in the book. The book is a program that finds passwords and schematics and computer addresses quick enough to make even the most beautiful hacker's head spin. It's held in high security because they say it's the closest humanity's ever gotten to a real AI. It can't think, but it is curious. As soon as it was first turned on, it started poking around in all kinds of secret places, gathering all kinds of information it wasn't supposed to have. No security system could stop it. So if we are going to hack into the most mysterious security in the galaxy, I need the book to help me get in. Also, it sounds very cute, and I can't wait to meet it. Yeah, computer stuff. Whatever. What's the plan? I'm getting there, Mr. Steele. Shush! The reason the book was always going to be our hardest heist is because the place it's being held is almost impossible for a human being to get into. It's in a high-security server farm on the Outer Rim, like a prison for bad programs that need studying. The server farm's got no air, and it's as cold as space, and it's small, too. The ceilings are barely five feet off the ground. I recall the captain gave me stretches to practice to ensure I could make my way in. But if that's the case, what security does this server farm have? Nothing but bots, Mr. Ransom. And since we couldn't buy a bot that sophisticated without a paper trail, all the captain's plans were about getting us in there. Until Miss Vespa took out that transforming drone anyway, because now we got a bot of our very own. But Buddy said that drone went missing, didn't she? Sometime before that rocket launch. Rita? What? It was just sitting there anyway. Nobody was using it. Don't look at me like that. We don't even know who sent it after us. Well, I can't build my own bot, but I can modify and reprogram someone else's, so... I think it was smart! Mm. I'm afraid I still don't understand. If you manage to take control of that drone, Rita, why do you need two people to help you? Well, uh, it was pretty banged up in the crash, and also in a bunch of pieces. And also, I thought just one robot would be boring, so I kind of turned it into three. And you're confident you can teach us how to operate these? I'm confident I can teach you how to operate these. Hey! The bot's code was real complicated, and I didn't understand all of it. But I did figure out how it's supposed to be controlled. It's kind of like those Thea soul chippies, Mr. Steele. It's a patchy robo-brain that needs a regular human brain to fill in the gaps. Except you control it, not the other way around. So I reverse-engineered some of the schematics and made these. What? Is that? Looks like a hat that wants to electrocute me. These link up with our three little robo-buddies in the server farm, so we can take control of them and steal the book. And since the book is just information and code, we don't have to be in person to steal it. We'll just have one of the bots copy down the data, and I'll make a book of my very own. Easy! And since the only things at risk are these robots, which we do not own and cannot be traced back to us, we can't lose. Heists never come with a guarantee this good. Uh, Put that in the pros column. Here's a con. I have a general rule against putting exposed wiring on my head. Don't be such a baby, Mr. Steele. This headset's yours. And this one's for Mr. Ransom. Why does it matter which one we put on? Because it's my mission and I can decide who gets which robot, okay? And speaking of which, what are these drones we'll be working with, Rita? I am so glad you asked. by Mr. Ransom. This quick little guy comes equipped with state-of-the-art hologram projectors. It can create an image of anything in the air above it, but really it's small as a cockroach and as flexible as a cockroach's yoga instructor. It's the Rita 02, codename Sneaky. <laughs> Second, operated by Mr. Steel, our muscle, with eyes that zoom in 1,000 times in plasma sauce for hands, this bot can cut through god drones and solid titanium, and it never misses. It's the Rita 01, codename Suckerpunch. And finally, commanded by Rita, a 
a drone covered in directional gravity plates. It can hover wherever it wants, and it has retractable cables that plug into any and all electronics for a total system takeover. It's the hacker queen of the skies, the Rita Zero, codename Batbrain. <laughs> Born from the pieces of a mean, nasty, bad guy bot, they rise. They are the model Ritas. <sighs> Mr. Steel, Mr. Ransom, you're supposed to strike a pose when I say that. Uh, pose? What pose? Any pose, so long as it's cool. You just gotta do it. Well, if you insist. <sighs> Mr. Steel! I don't want to. Well, the robots don't activate until we all strike a pose. But that's... dumb. Well, it's what I programmed, so just do it! Now! They are... something just explode behind us? Yeah! I programmed it to do that, too! Just like on the streams! Here we go! Oversized white t-shirt which reads, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. Gotcha! 
contact. Wait, what the hell? We haven't disconnected. Dark Matter's comms jammer must be faulty. Right. Faulty. Well, whether or not it works, I'm done with this. Dark Matters is here, and this operation is about as up in flames as it can get. I'm taking the headset off. If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash the Penumbra podcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you'll receive access to commentary tracks like this one from co-creators Sophie Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. What I think is really funny about the direction this episode that this episode ended up going is that it our initial idea for it was taking place in a genre that you knew very very little about and then when you came up with the idea that we do that is currently in the episode <laughs> you were essentially suggesting what if we replaced this genre i know nothing about with a different genre i know nothing about <laughs> whereas i was i was all ready for the mini giant robot story yeah oh gosh right because that was my idea, but then you were like just over the moon about it. Yeah, I you was were like, so I get to write a giant robot. Did you know that the Penumbra has merchandise for sale? It's true. The Penumbra has partnered with DFTBA to bring you the posters, shirts, pins, and socks your hearts desire. Just go to dftba.com and search for the Penumbra podcast. We would like to give special thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to Minchowski, Abby Childs. Michael David Smith, Dawn, Lilith Dyke, I Just Want to Give Vespa a Hug, CJ, Tiny Demon Dragon, Juno Steel and the Final Restaurant, I Will Use These Powers for Evil, Taka Taka Taka, Caroline Seiden, Jay Yanuzelli, Karen ZH, Space Communism 2 Electric Boogaloo, Red L, NB Shaper, Kim Dauber, Jasper James, and Jamie Gunter for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, Juno Steel and the Mega Ultrabots of Cyberjustice, was told by the following people. 
Kate Jones as Rita, Joshua Elon as Juno, Noah Symes as Ransom, Chloe Cunha as Vespa, Alexander Stravinsky as Jet, Sarah Gazdovich as Buddy, and Marge Dunn as Agent G. The Penumbra is created and produced by Sophie Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibrant. If you wish to know more about our ever-expanding, infinitely creative team of artists, musicians, editors, designers, and managers, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear travelers. We hope you will join us again soon. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.